Hi, I'm E. And I'm F. And hey, hey you know, know what? what? Let's talk martial arts movies. I was going to say that E can beat you up in like 20 different ways on martial arts. But no, she she went to the <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about martial arts movies and not about how you can beat us all up. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if I can. Especially if you all attack at once. But I will... In a martial arts movie, though, if we all attacked at once, you could still take us down. Because isn't that like a trope yeah. in martial arts movies? A bad martial arts movie. Which, <laughs> which, which, which I think is the topic of discussion. What what constitutes a martial arts movie and what constitutes one that... <laughs> I don't know, could, that you consider good or not? This is going to be another controversial opinions episode, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Okay. Probably. <laughs> okay. First things first, though. What exactly... Do you define as a martial arts movie? Because me, classic, uh, being disclaimer, I am at least I am of Chinese descent. I've, I've, I'm ethnically majority Chinese, so don't come <laughs> for me. <laughs> but in my, majority, I just have to say that like it's it's like Lingling insurance, right? Like it's Chinese insurance. Insurance. Um, in my mind, the martial arts film is basically a, a film that's set in like China or has like majority Chinese characters. Like you know, Kung Fu Hustle is a martial arts movie because it has Kung Fu in it, even though Kung Fu is not technically a martial art. It's Term for doing anything well. Martial arts. Yeah. Well, no. Really? You can you can make kung fu tea. Yeah. Kung fu just means doing anything well. Like no, kung fu tea is that you're like not you're not like chopping people while you're doing the tea. It just means you're doing tea really really well. Kung fu tea. Yeah. This is supposed to be your episode. Why did I take over it? Again? Anyway, <laughs> point is, in my mind, a martial arts movie is just it takes place in in Asia, specifically East <laughs> Asia, so Japan, Korea, or, or China. Although there are a lot of martial arts from like all over Asia or whatever and there are monasteries involved at some point so <laughs> correct me if I'm very wrong I think I uh, am go that, that, that's fun um, well disclaimer there are some martial arts movies that probably won't come in that you were listening for and actors and stuff but uh, I am just sharing from my personal library what I think a martial arts movie is and I did research it and there wasn't a general consensus so if you're looking at lists what are the top martial arts movies and things like that uh, sometimes they're obviously about martial arts like karate kid which is karate and then kid and you're just like yes martial arts put that in that list but then there are others where you're just like I know they do some fighting in there but I don't think that's a martial arts movie and that's also fair so what I consider a martial arts movie is a movie that has martial arts as a central part of the story. So it has to have that. For example, uh, somebody told me, watch The Old Guard. It's, uh, it's got good martial arts. It's a good martial arts movie. The Old Guard is not a martial arts movie. It's an action movie where the characters are exceptionally skilled at martial arts, but it does not actually contribute to the story. It's not a building point. Uh, versus a movie like Warrior where it's really about mixed martial arts and the tension is between two brothers who are going up the ranks of mixed martial arts and to end up in the same competition. So martial arts is a big part of who they are. It's They have a complicated relationship with martial arts. Their community is in martial arts and a big part of the story is how is the competition. That's a martial arts movie. So what makes something a martial arts movie, just to summarize, is that the whole plot, like if you switched out the martial art form at the center of that plot, it would change the plot completely. 
Uh, yes, or it would change. It would change a big part of the story. It might even change a big part of the character. Okay. So cool. if you change it or move it, it just won't be the same movie. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. So that being the case, what are we going to talk about when it comes to martial arts movies today? Okay. Because we've already started with the controversy. So, so okay. let's amp up the controversy. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Okay, so what I wanted to share was what, for me, uh, makes a martial arts movie rewatchable. So for some background on myself, I've been doing martial arts for roughly 10 years, if you include pandemic year, if you don't, nine years, (laughs) because we had to stop training. Um, But I started in Danzan Ryu Jiu-Jitsu and then moved to Jitsu Yobuke Aikido, style Aikido in um, somewhere in the middle of that. So I did jiu-jitsu for quite a few years and then maybe four years and then I did uh, Aikido for the rest of that. And I'm so definitely not an expert, but I have been training long enough to get experience. And what martial arts experience does for you in martial arts movies is it slows it down So it's like if you were a kid and watching The Matrix was the coolest thing on earth because you could barely see their arms and legs move. The thing about learning about action and martial arts is that it slows everything down. So you don't see it as just a blur of arms and legs. You can see the form and the movement. So uh, what I want to talk about, if I may, is what I think makes martial arts movies rewatchable because you'd have to really like them to rewatch a martial arts movie, especially if it, everything slowed down. So for me, what's important is one is a focal martial art. It's a development of a theme, which is why Warrior came out early, but it's not... It, I rewatch it for the emotional aspect, but not really for the martial arts because it's it doesn't... Uh, focus on martial of on one martial art as a theme, which isn't a bad thing. It's literally mixed martial arts. So you could say that mixed martial arts is the theme, but for me, that's not what I'd watch it for because I'm not trying to understand a specific style. So just and to clarify, then, like okay. the movie has to be it. It can't just be like okay, for example, MMA. Um, it features MMA. The plot's all about like an MMA fighter, blah blah blah. But part of what makes something rewatchable as a martial arts film for you is that. Uh, aside from there being the character development embedded into the plot, it's also about learning more about the philosophy. The, the philosophy, or the tell me if I'm understanding, understanding you wrong. The philosophy mm. of the martial art has to be like an intrinsic part of the story. Mm, yes, and the or character's journey, even, or even just the technique of it. Watching the technique of it grow and okay. develop in response and that, that's to that's super huge part of the arc has to be a part of a huge part of the arc. Mm, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Okay. Keep interrupting so, like no nothing. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> it helps me running away with it. Uh, and then for me, for it to be rewatchable, you also need a culture of respect within the martial arts movie. Okay. What exactly does that mean? Because obviously there are like, there are, pretty sure there are some schlocky B movies out there that claim to be martial arts arts films, but then... I wouldn't know any because I, again, I don't really watch movies. We talked about mm. that in the previous podcast. Um, but obviously there's like treating the martial art with disrespect. Like you can 
I don't a pretty again, there's a B movie out there, I'm sure that does that. But is that what you mean by a culture of respect or is there something else that you mean by it? Explain. Um what I mean by a culture of respect is um the respect that the characters have for one another as warriors mm. or as martial artists. So uh a, a random honorable mention here would probably be Kung Fu Jungle, which I like, which you know, honestly, I didn't want to watch it because of the name. It sounded so generic. And then you watch it and it's like this great martial arts movie hidden under a terrible name. So watch Kung Fu Jungle. It deserves more. Anyway, uh, it's a Donnie Yen movie. And it's about the role of the martial art in modern world, which is amazing. Uh, because it's, this, it's about um, this dude who believes that the original purpose of martial arts is to kill and that he's not wrong. He's literally correct. So he thinks that if you're going to do martial arts at all, the end goal is to kill. So if you're going to use it, you kill your opponent by the end. And that's who they were chasing down because he was finding previous masters of like kicking martial arts of, um, what are they? Anyway, of different martial arts masters. And he was, uh, killing them one by one. He was a serial killer with that in mind. But that's how they could start to predict who he was going to go after next, right? And that one was really about um, him disrespecting other martial artists because he, even if they were good, there was a line they wouldn't cross. And he crossed it. So that that's what I mean by a culture of respect. Like When you watch a martial arts movie, when one good fighter meets another it's nice to not that they're not just seeing them as oh i gotta take that guy down and make sure they never get up again it's really like you measure each other you think oh this guy he's really worth fighting and at the end of the day if we don't end up killing each other we'll probably still respect each other i think that's a very big part of uh, martial arts in general the martial arts world if you can do that with an opponent even in the real world that's um it's rare but it's something i don't know it's an experience like it's a rare experience it it's a different world i ha- i am rambling here <laughs> no you're not but, i'm i'm extremely interested in kind of figuring this out because i guess i get the whole cuz i watch anime obviously um, <laughs> i get the whole like I respect your opponent it's a worthy opponent oh my gosh their style you admire their ability to fight there's there's no like i just hate you blah 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 but it's new to me to understand the the idea of respect for style or respect for the craft, you know, as as opponents being embedded into a story. Because I guess for me, um, the only real martial arts films I grew up watching were, you know, the Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid one, and then mm. the one with the girl, the the series, and then the one with Hilary <laughs> Swank. <laughs> yes. Okay. What? Well, the original Karate Kid does have a culture of respect. Yeah, yeah. And a focal martial arts. So pretty good. That that one. That is I know that people consider it a classic, but every time I watch it again, I'm like, this is actually a, a rare movie in many different ways. The way it treated racism, history, high school. It's it's a good movie. Anyway. But is it on your <laughs> list of rewatchable martial arts films? We shall find out. Uh so take us through. Take us through what do you consider maybe the best oh I, I don't know if you have do you have any more uh yeah, but it's more of a film basic, which is a good 
story. Oh, a solid story. Because if it's a bad story, you ain't rewatching it, even if the art is good. Like, yes, it's just like, wow, so much frosting. (laughs) I think that's also how I feel about dance movies. Like, there are a lot of movies that have really great dancing in it, but if the they don't get or music movies, so there are a lot of movies that involve music, but if they don't get the culture behind music, right? Like they, it's watch two set violin. He'll talk about it. You just look at them. <laughs> they get him more. Anyway, martial arts films, rewatchable and not rewatchable. Take us through. Let's go. Okay. So, oh man, I realized I didn't rank them. Anyway, in um, no in no particular order. <laughs> okay, in no particular order. Uh, well, let's start with the one that's potentially the most uh, controversial okay partly because it's an adaptation okay which is the Ruroni Kenshin live action Ooh. series why is that well, no why would that be controversial I don't get it <laughs> why would well, that be controversial <laughs> well the movies in general are controversial because there's as you know there's a gigantic um yeah Ruroni Kenshin base. is huge it's, a, it's a phenomenon yeah, it is a phenomenon. And then there's the running anime base. And then there's the few live actions and the two that were supposed to release this year and couldn't because pandemic. Yes. Um, but we were all looking forward to that. But they're on my list of rewatchable martial arts movies. So I'm looking at them as films. I'm not really looking at the broader universe. You're not seeing them they as are... part of a franchise. You're seeing them as like standalone entities. Yes. In a sense. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, um, well, so first is the focal martial art, which mm-hmm. is I won't even try to say it in in the original, but um, Himura Kenshin style. Okay, is the focal martial art because what, it's, what is that style? I have to Google now. Okay, continue talking about it while <laughs> yes, I Google please. and try to find what it's called. Because supposedly it's an ultimate fighting style of one against many. It's a sword art, and it. But the holder or the wielder of that martial art does not kill. Okay, right? so it's Hiten Mitsurugiryu. Mitsurugiryu. I don't super have great accent, but like I think I got it right. But yes. <laughs> Roughly said it as Flying Heaven's Honorable Sword Style. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. Now I remember them saying it. Uh, okay. So, but what's what makes it? good is that um so it's a sword it's a killing sword art style that belongs to a man who won't kill that's already interesting because it means that you're going to see uh, a technique play out that was meant to kill but doesn't and what that does for a martial art especially in the first movie i think my favorite scene is the scene where he um, takes out the enemies in the dojo because he starts with what they what we call empty hand techniques because uh and empty hand techniques are called so because they were based on sword art like aikido is actually a sword art where you take away the sword and use the movements to do empty hand techniques so he starts with empty hand techniques which is um which is say a modern or modified form of the sword art and then later, when he really starts to fight and gets into the dojo, he picks up, um, he picks up a boken, a wooden sword, and you see uh, the style in its quote-unquote purest form because he literally can't kill with a 
wooden, wooden sword, sword. But you can see his technique you can see the full flow of how he moves how fast he can take out enemies and you can already imagine if it had been bladed they would all have been dead and i think that really helps <laughs> i think that really helps if you have a focal martial art you want to show, show the best of it without necessarily uh leaving a pile of bodies in its wake because then it'll just be a slasher movie sorry yeah, i need to correct myself bit... saglit i just took a look at myself um sorry it's called shiranui ryu that's the original style that was what um hiten mitsurugi ryu is based on so and uh kawakami okay. Gensai is the master the master's name who uh, Kenshin was actually based oh, on. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, Wikipedia to the rescue. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Wikipedia. In so many episodes. <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> Not sponsored! <laughs> hey, Wikipedia, you want to sponsor us? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So aside from, aside from the focus on um, Hiten Mitsuru Giryu, aside from the focus yeah. on the flying heavens honorable sword style, <laughs> Uh, what else makes uh, the Rurouni Kenshin adaptations uh, a infinitely rewatchable martial arts movie? Okay, so, um, well, the other one is the culture of respect, like I mentioned. So you see this hilariously, I think. You see that this, especially with him and his peers, not really him and his opponents, uh, because you see him fighting alongside people that you would suggest are um are experienced fighters in their own way like Sanosuke and his gigantic horse slayer weapon bone breaking weapon and then uh Saito who is also a samurai who uses a katana so you can see because I want to talk about his opponents but that's too complex. It's too <laughs> it's complicated. But if you talk about it with his friends, uh, you can see how they respect one another. Like you don't they don't rank each other. They have roles, they can fight alongside one another without really getting in each other's way. And I think um if you it, it's hard to do that if you're a martial artist, because even if you're practicing the same style, no person will practice the same style the same way. And if you don't know where you fit with each other, and if you can't play to each other's strengths, uh, you're not going to be efficient together against any kind of opponent. That's definitely there. And the story is good. I don't want to comment on the story because it's, um, it's an adaptation. <laughs> There's a lot of controversy about the story. <laughs> But yeah, the story's straightforward. Let's just say that. At least for the first movie, is very straightforward. Okay. So those are the reasons why uh, Rurouni Kenshin, the adaptations to you are infinitely rewatchable. What else is on your list then of rewatchable martial arts movies? So uh, I want to pref- preface, preface. Uh, the next movie set. I think okay. of them in series. I think I love movie series because you can really see the <laughs> martial art develop. Mm-hmm. But before the the one that's actually on my list, my honorable mention is Ip Man, the Ip Man series. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's an honorable mention and it's not there mm-hmm. is it, um, it's about the development. It's about the story of the uh, grandmaster or yes. Right. Well, anyway, of the martial arts master who made Wing Chun into a popular martial art. 
partly because of Bruce Lee. Thank you, Bruce Lee. Um, but the reason it's an honorable mention is because it elevates Wing Chun as a martial art uh, and it pits it against different uh, martial arts and different schools, different styles. And the challenge with doing something like that is that it comes off as an advoc advocacy or agendaed movie and you need to suspend disbelief to watch it because the the implied statement is that this martial art has a certain advantage over others and that's uh while you can still have the culture of respect there you can have a good story and the focal it's you're still focusing on one martial art the thing is you end up pushing for it it kind of becomes patronizing in a way like yeah you, we all we love all styles but my style's the best it kind of becomes a like little that. bit so yeah. it's not it's not completely rewatchable because you don't at a certain point you just don't believe it yeah yeah because it's true so, like different different it's not so much i think the reason why there are so many different styles of martial art to begin with right correct me if i'm wrong uh, similar to how dances developed or styles of dance developed where it was people taking styles and adapting them to their own physical limitations and they tend to attract people with similar physical limitations or advantages. And so it's like there's no one good style because different yes. people, different styles. <laughs> and there's also a um, difference of meaning depending on uh, where in the world you are, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's the same with martial arts in a way. <laughs> okay, so I, I wanted to use Ip Man as a preface because yeah. the movie series on next on my list is mm -hmm. The Raid. And mm -hmm. The Raid Redemption and The Raid oh, Berandal, which is the second one. Because they are both really good martial arts movies. And I wanted to mention Ip Man first because Ip Man is about Wing Chun. In a way, the raid movies are about Penchak Silat, which is the uh, Indonesian, which is an Indonesian martial art. Actually, Filipinos have a version uh, because it's a Southeast Asian martial art. Mm. But it's not a big community here. Our version was our version is Eskrima, right? I think our version. Is no, Eskrima. no, no. Eskrima is uh, the knife oh, art. Okay, Silat sorry. is something else uh, okay. altogether. It's literally called Silat because okay. it's the same family. Um, so in uh, in the raid, it's Penchak Silat, and the main character—that's his martial art. Like that's he is he is gold at uh, Silat, which is good, which is cool. Because in the first movie, if you're gonna talk about story, it plays out much like a video game. Your job is small police force is to get past all these levels of a condo and take down the boss on the top floor. So it's, it, it looks like a video game. It's shot like a video game. And uh, Iko Oweis, who plays the main character, goes with his team and they go around, <laughs> you know, fighting the tenants who are all the drug or basta the boss's men. And they get picked off one by one. And the reason he gets to survive is he's not just using his gun. He's using a combination of shooting people and when he needs to be quiet, penchak silat, which is um, mostly his hands, right? And then at a certain point, um, it's complicated, but his brother gets taken hostage. And instead of going straight to the boss room, he goes to get him back instead. That or he goes to the boss, sees his brother and leaves the boss. And he 
when he goes inside the boss room, uh, the room where his brother's being held hostage, the guy guarding him is also a Penchak Silat master. So he goes in there and um, the other guy throws away his gun and he says, these are for, I forgot what he calls them, but, but we don't use guns or I don't use guns. We should settle this the real way. And they have a Silat competition right there over his brother so that he can, you know, so that he can free him. Like whoever wins, winner takes the brother, basically. And for me, that's, it was so, it's subtle in a way where that you're putting Silat in it. Not really, because he uses Silat the whole way, but it's it's a good story. You want him to succeed. And then it's a focal martial art, Penchak Silat. And then at the same time, you have that small moment, which is the culture of respect, where one master recognizes another and says, uh, I serve this criminal boss. I have a job to do, but I'm going to put that down and face you like... Um, like a warrior because I am and you are and I want to see who's going to win on these grounds and I think that really that elevates Silat while not overdoing the role in the story so it brings it to the forefront without um without pushing it and then and that's a and that becomes one of the focal fights of the movie so you would you enjoy all the way up till that point and then um at that point, you're just like, okay, this is actually the boss fight, which I, I love the way they presented that. And then same with the second movie. It's kind of, it's a lot of the same thing, a lot of different opponents, but at a certain point, he also faces a Silat master. And they use the, I don't know what they're called, but the curved Silat knives. So it's Silat, the knife fighting side of Silat that they show off. And they don't pick up their guns. They don't use other weapons. They just do silat because they also recognize each other as masters. And it's like, I want to win on these terms because I respect you as a master of that specific martial arts. So I'm just like, wow, so cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the raid. So for, yeah. <laughs> wait, So first you mentioned Rurouni Kenshin, which is about uh, the really long in English style that is based on an actual style uh, of, of martial art. It's basically a killing art that is in the hands of a non-killer. And then you have The Raid, which is about Silat, Penchak Silat. I hope I'm pronouncing mm-hmm. that right. I'm so sorry if I'm not. So what then, how many movies do you have on this list? Or I don't know, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I only have one more set. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I was, I was going to mention just um, random because you were talking about how... Uh, and you were talking about this even in the Roroni Kenshin discussion and also like Aikido, etc. How many martial arts are actually based on sword arts? Because I guess, as you mentioned, a lot of them are based on, um, uh, you know, military stuff. And militaries had, what, knives and swords? It's like pokey pokey things. Is there, a, yes. is, there, is, there a, is there an archery martial art, I wonder? like Oh, yeah, many. Oh, there's okay. a specific one in Jap in uh, Japan that's the longbow, and then there's one for the Mongolian horse horseback. The horseback, right? Okay, so there's basically a martial art essentially for any traditional weapon because the whole point was this was stuff that was used in the military, and these were like art forms that you would use in military. Yes, theoretically. Yes, theoretically. art. Yeah. What is the next movie on your list of rewatchable martial arts movies, and explain to us why it is rewatchable? Okay. Um... I 
I I just I'm putting filler movies in between my main movies. <laughs> Is this the build suspense? Cause go. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I just see them there, and then I think they make sense when I alternate them anyway so okay so this is another honorable mention basically it is an honorable mention but i wanted to mention it not because it falls into my criteria but just mm-hmm. because it shows what an elevated superhero movie could do and here we are controversial, ooh, ooh. controversial episode controversial again okay what is your honorable <laughs> ma- so you consider this next film to be clear this means that you consider this film martial arts film no i do not okay you don't okay Can- I thought it was going to yeah. get, like, spicy, but it didn't get spicy. Sorry, not that spicy. <laughs> anyway, what is this film that you consider kind of honorable mention-ish? So this, uh, the film that I wanted to honorably mention just because it is different mm-hmm. is um, Captain America Winter Soldier. Specifically the Winter Soldier? So only the Winter Soldier. Okay. Because, uh, okay, so we know that Steve Rogers is military, right? So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay, he's a soldier. He knows the soldier arts. He knows how to fight, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what happens when he becomes um, Captain America with the serum and all that stuff is that mm-hmm. he's uh, he's a more refined version of the Hulk. So a lot of the action things they have him do have to do with strength. Mm-hmm. Like, look, he can do this because he's Captain America and he is strong. Like, mm-hmm. uh, holding that helicopter to the ship, if I remember that correctly. That was gratuitously and- just to show, uh, uh, what's his name, Chris Evans's biceps and we know it. Yes, <laughs> but I feel like that's representative of how they uh, tended to portray Captain America. Besides, this- though, were those his real biceps or were those like CGI data? I have to actually wonder. Oh, that's interesting question. Yeah, anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia won't help us there. Oh, <laughs> continue. Unless you consider his uh, style of fighting with his shield, uh, shield art, or something like that, because he does it. Yeah, it's it, it, form it, of fighting, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. but besides that, most of what he does is strength based. Mm-hmm smashing through stuff he's mm-hmm. he's a pretty version of the hulk he's the legolas version of aragorn legolas never gets messy but they kill the same number of, i don't know enemies things like okay. that so the winter soldier is um unique and i remember watching uh, interviews with i think it's the russo brothers who directed this one where they did say that they wanted it to be a good story but they also didn't just want captain america to be a bruiser or a, you know a bouncer style pretty dude and what they did was the he fights in Mar- winter soldier he fights with mostly judo standing throws as his martial art for a big chunk of it and i felt that was important to do if you're going to make a superhero and give them strength you might as well give them technique as well because if you don't you're actually not maximizing their strength you're just letting them run, basically. You're just letting them smash things, but you're not giving it... Um, you're not bringing... You're not optimizing your weapon if you don't give it technique. It's like making a big hammer and then making it bigger. <laughs> and then using it to smash more walnuts. That is not technique. That is just... That is, that, that's not good That's the nutcracker. But, yeah, <laughs> but not a ballet. <laughs> okay. So, but what they did in that movie is they—he's using judo, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Judo specifically. So standing throws. Jiu-jitsu means you're incorporating groundwork. And they even showed it off in the start where he's fighting a Frenchman on a ship. I think it's a ship. And the Frenchman is using a martial art that was specifically designed so that you can use it on a moving deck. It's called savat. And it primarily uses the legs, uh, kicking arts, because, um, because you need both hands on the ground to stabilize you as you do a swing. So the pirate or whoever they were taking down, he was using savat versus judo. And I think um, uh, he also put a little bit of boxing there. So judo and boxing. So it, it does look like a martial arts showdown because... One guy is obviously one martial art and Captain America is clearly judo and boxing. And it just looks so good because you know that the Winter Soldier can pick up that guy. He can move really fast, pick up that guy, rip him in two, toss him off the boat. But he doesn't. He meets him on his own terms. He acknowledges that the other guys can fight and they have um, a proper fight where he doesn't a gentleman's his... battle. Yeah, they have a gentleman's battle, which Captain America does win because he's stronger, but his strength and technique together make him a better fighter. They don't just make him a stronger person. And I think that's an honorable mention because a lot of times uh, superhero movies use um, the special quality as is. Mm-hmm. They don't give it refinement. And I think you lose so much if you're going to do that. You're just going to be like, no, they're stronger than anyone else. They don't need to be refined. But anything that's stronger than anything else without refinement, that's just a blunt force instrument that you need bigger. And that's not... I don't think that makes it a big hammer that you made bigger to hit walnuts. This this analogy will amuse me till the end of time. I don't know why I'm so amused by it, but it amuses me. Okay. Essentially, Winter, Winter Soldier, Captain America, Winter Soldier, the way that was played, they took martial arts philosophies and embedded them into that movie. And that's what made it to you kind of an honorable mention, correct? There's a respect yes. for the craft and a respect for the yeah. Okay. They're for technique. <laughs> I think what the audience can tell from this, given that we didn't mention, you didn't mention at all, like classics like Karate Kid, um, Karate Kid 2 <laughs> Karate Kid <laughs> Karate Kid How many Karate Kids are there? You're, roll, you're Co- rolling out your fool <laughs> Cobra Kai Cobra Kai is really good It's a series That's a really good series by the way Because it supposedly thinks Yeah I can Check it out It's a really good series um, Kung Fu Hustle The one with the landlady <laughs> The one kung fu soccer. There was one where like, it was soccer. Shaolin soccer? soccer. Shaolin soccer. What was it called? That is Shaolin soccer. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaolin soccer. So such classics has not been mentioned, which means this is very unorthodox. <laughs> yeah, I, I already assumed coming into this that it would be unorthodox because yes. I'm only pulling from my library, mm. which is whatever my parents curated, and then later on whatever I picked up. So, <laughs> so, so what is the what is the the final film in your in your repertoire of rewatchable martial arts films that you will tell us about tonight? The final uh, set of films. It's mm-hmm. also a trilogy. Is the John Wick uh, what? franchise Wait. actually? So this just goes Whoa. back. This this just this just goes back to what I 
he made me speechless. I was like, what? <laughs> it just goes back to like my assumption at the beginning of this. Remember, guys, my assumption at the beginning of this this episode was like martial art film, East Asian or Asian, something Asian. But this is well, Keanu Reeves is part Asian, but he's but he doesn't play a part explicitly part Asian character. So why John Wick? Isn't it guns? <laughs> Uh, okay, so I will I will declare what do they call it? Declare your bias, declare your preferences, or whatever that thing is. Um, anyway, to be full disclosure, there it is. Uh, I don't, I I am not an advocate of Western produced martial arts movies, and I want to say that because uh, I don't know if it's if it's budget or if it's like human like hr policies but they tend not to be as believable uh and they tend yeah, not to chinese be as stand, chinese stand and are taught to like just expect to die <laughs> like if if you watch jackie Chan, i think no, it's the same with southeast asian yeah yeah like southeast asian and asian martial artists they're just like expect to die like because because when i watched a doc like not a documentary but it was like a short feature on jackie chan because he set up a school for stuntmen and literally, it's like just you're gonna be thrown through things. You're just you're you're trained to withstand. That's the primary training. You're trained to just survive, being flung around like a human ragdoll. So I think in Asia we're just maybe because we make more people in Asia. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, no, no. We have that, more people we have in more Asia. Young I mean, pe- no, we have more young people in Asia. So young people's bodies yeah, are naturally more resilient because Western population, <laughs> aging, aging populations. Right? Right? Okay. They okay. would be here. <laughs> I'm too busy laughing. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's recover. Yeah, let's recover. recover. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> Western produced martial arts films. Yeah, I am not usually a fan of Western produced martial arts films because they tend to be pretty. Um, they tend to be uh, highly choreographed. I think I'd like to say um, so. And um, and they're very gun dependent, so that doesn't lend itself that well to martial arts movies. I think because you get gun dependent. So, for example, um, something that you can notice about. Uh, martial arts movies made in different places is one is that in Asia <laughs> guns aren't popular well they don't show up very much they're hard to get and easy to get jailed for so if it's a Southeast Asian movie you're going to see a lot less guns unless there's police officers involved and you're going to see a lot more knives or um, oh my goodness what was that what was that drug movie in drug breakout movie thing and and Curtis Smith. What's that movie? Tell me. By Bust, By Bust. By Bust, By Bust yeah. is a yeah. gorgeous, very stressful idea of um of what <laughs> martial arts in Southeast Asia would look like, which mean which is that they're not going to pick up a proper weapon. Mm. They're <laughs> they're going to pick up afford a proper weapon. It's not yeah, easy and, to get the proper weapon. And you can fight with anything, and they know it. So 
so that was like by bus is a really gorgeous representation of what it would be like fighting with martial arts in the Philippines. If there's and any takeaway the from this, I would mm-hmm. like uh, our international listeners. If any takeaway from this, I would like you to know um, that means that any Filipino can fight you with anything <laughs> because we don't have um, we don't have supplies to get guns. So we'll fight you with um, our karaoke machine. Anyway, continue. Yeah, because it's it's everywhere. It's the best weapon. Exactly, uh, like it's there and it's big. It's it's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, continue. It's wield. Yeah. Okay. Um, so so you'd see that uh, Southeast Asia night comes for us is a I think it's Indonesian martial arts film where it's also mostly knives, butcher knives, silat knives, 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 knives because it's hard to get guns and then in the high and low series where there's a fair bit of fighting martial arts, not like fancy martial arts, but um, fi- like brawler martial arts. The one time someone brings out a gun in a room full of people, everyone falls over because they don't see guns. They're afraid of guns uh, because it's so hard to get one. So in East Asian and Southeast Asian martial arts, guns really don't play a part. So in Western martial arts, besides rather pretty choreography, you also have a bit of dependence on guns. And there have been movies that tried to change that, the gun kata, as they call it, the gun kata used in equilibrium, which I find both pretty and fancy, and then a a more, a less military straight version of it in ultraviolet, I think. And each one of those has a very... It's about being able to fight well with guns, like turning gun pointing and gun shooting into a technique. John Wick elevates that. So I'm not making this up. There really are uh, videos out there that show the escalation of how, of the backing of how John Wick as a movie came to be. But John Wick is a lot of gun kata, but it's seamlessly almost seamlessly merged with martial arts. So he's going to grab somebody, throw him, sit on his arm and shoot him in the head. That is uh that is <laughs> that is one example of how he uses martial arts and guns in the same breath or you know in the same style. And I'd argue that that's his focal martial art because he's the only one who fights that way in the entire franchise and they the others it's not to say that he's not fighting against other people who'd only depend on guns and this is even more obvious in um the third movie where his opponents are uh, silat masters two silat masters uh one of them is the from the raid actually or maybe both of them are from the raid but at least one of them is a main character in the raid franchise and then um he fights, uh, well, his name in the movie is Zero, I think. But he's a Japanese martial artist. So he fights someone with a katana using that gun kata style of his. So his focal martial, so it's, you you see it's the development of its technique because you see how it evolves when pitted against different kinds of martial arts. So I don't know what to call it. I don't think it has a specific name. It draws mostly from judo and jiu-jitsu, which is good because something that 
some martial arts movies do not don't do so well is to give somebody a martial art that doesn't really fit their physique i don't know how to really explain that but um someone as big as keanu reeves uh needs something with standing throws and a lot of groundwork because he's so big that you need to use his extra length to contribute to the martial arts and this is obvious when he does silat because silat (laughs) his opponents are shorter than him like a lot shorter and he has to modify that using um martial arts while kneeling which is which is something that the japanese teach you teach it in oh my goodness uh what is the term for that anyway you you were taught to do the techniques while kneeling so you can actually do uh, judo and aikido while kneeling and that's um and you can apply it as part of the technique so he has to shift to that while fighting the silat masters because they're so much smaller than him that's the only way he has an advantage and they won't chop his legs off and but he's still using that same technique versus them so there's a focal martial art there's a definitely a solid story although the running joke so john wick invented the joke and then it ran with it which is that uh he destroyed all these people just because somebody killed his puppy so it that was the that was the opening of the movie one people made jokes about it for a year and in the start of movie two the movie made a joke about it so i think that was great they used the story itself the overdoneness of the story itself to keep building on the story so it was a good story build up and then um Lastly, there's a, the culture of respect comes in because one side of it is that when John Wick goes back into the martial art, uh, into the martial art, into the mafia world, the underworld, underground, back into the underground, which he actually left because of his wife, people greet him. They don't just greet him business like, oh, like, so nice to have you back. Uh, they really greet him with affection. So you can tell that even in the way he talks to them or the way they talk to each other, you can tell that they had a good relationship, even if he's an assassin and they are people who work in the underworld and that they do that for money and they follow the code. You can tell that he has a good relationship with all of them. And then even with the people that he fights, if he can face you down and you decide not to get up again or like you're both at the end of your rope and one of you decides that you're not going to pursue the fight. He's not going to kill you. He's just going to say like, see you later and then leave because it, the, the killing isn't the point. He's fighting because he has another objective that he wants to reach, but he's not going to kill you just because he's better. The goal so is you defeat, feel- not death. Yes, so you feel that culture of respect throughout all three movies. And I like I like how it's preserved through all of that. I like how the martial arts isn't so pretty. I like how he doesn't overuse guns. So and in a modern world, sometimes you really do want to see that. You want to see how guns and martial arts can play in the same field without one overpowering the other or one unfairly being used against another and John Wick does that. And I don't think very many movies can. I find it, it, I think the reason, wait, Frankie, compose your thoughts for a second. 
I find it interesting that nobody's really come out with a movie, except for John Wick, as you mentioned, that talks about gun martial arts as a martial art because guns by themselves, even though we think of them as these like super weapons, they are inherently limited by how many bullets you have in the chamber. So it would make sense in a martial art to treat them as an extension of your body. And if you don't have to use it, don't use it because you have bullets to preserve. And I think that that might might be... Because the way you described um, one scene, the, the scene you described with John Wick where it's like, you know, use the gun as the the finishing thing. You don't in in most western movies what would the guy do? Shoot you in the legs so that your leg buckles and shoot you somewhere and then deliver the killing blow. That's three bullets versus the one. Right? Yeah. Because it's the efficiency. It's it's your body working with the weapon, which is martial arts, you explained to me, right? Yes. 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 I I think I think maybe we talked about that in a different like conversation where weapons are extensions of yourself and the no. best weapon is the one that we really talked no? about it in this one oh, okay. but it was so long ago you forgot it <laughs> <laughs> oh man we're so bad at keeping this short anyway yeah you don't want us to so, keep it short dear listeners you just want to hear every single one of these <laughs> weird parts <sighs> yeah so uh, well like i'm mentioned i think equilibrium and ultraviolet tried but i think you're you hit on it that it didn't they didn't fully grasp the most efficient way to merge we- uh, guns as a martial arts weapon and i it, it reminded me of something actually one of the scenes there which one is it where ah where you see the limitation of guns mm-hmm. in a fight and mm-hmm. you don't always see that. Mm-hmm. They tend to be like unlimited bullet. Yeah, it's like magic, of. magic fire stick. Boom, boom. Yeah, basically. But uh, in, I think, John Wick 3, there are several separate occasions where he survives only because he's the fastest to reload. And I think it's important to show that because the tr- one of the real limitations of having a gun um, when it runs out of bullets, he basically uses it as a weapon. So there are a lot of memes where he's throwing a gun at somebody, and the you know the the gif the gif says eat. So he eats his guns at people. So those are, I love that John Wick meme because it's true. Because the limitation of a gun is when it runs out of bullets, it is something that you can throw, and he does throw it. But the other one is that if you run out of bullets and the other guys have guns, sometimes you can't do martial arts if it's that close sometimes it's just the fastest to reload and i love that they bring that in so you it's stop thinking in itself yeah yeah you stop thinking of john wick as somebody immortal and just someone who ends up being lucky at the right time which if you know martial arts sometimes you know there's there is such a thing as how did that even happen i'm lucky to have been the first to reload there there is that aspect when it comes to fighting in general and I love that they brought it out instead of just because he's a good guy he has he's the fastest or just because he's the good guy he doesn't run out of bullets so that's why John Wick is manages to stay on my list as a martial (laughs) arts movie as a martial arts movie as may I say it the only western produced martial arts movie on is magical list yeah, I'm I, surprised I there so. are no Chinese. Wait, yeah, there are no Chinese ones on that list. But I think I know it's why. It's honorable mention. Yeah, but it's an honorable mention because in <laughs> Chinese martial arts, we, we, we it's 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 
we use the art of wires. It's the wire art. <laughs> the fly fly. Okay, we I like love the fly fly. Chinese wuxia. Well, yeah, wuxia is yeah, they're called wuxia. They're wuxia. You jump and then you fly and like your sword <laughs> is used to propel you forward as you fly through the air. It's like what? But it's beautiful. <laughs> it is. It is beautiful, and it's. I think it's what it is in terms of martial arts is you're expressing martial arts as an imagined form. Mm. So you're just taking the technique to another level. You're not, it's not a flying technique. It is a technique that if you could fly, you could kick until like, until that tree. It's kind, it's <laughs> kind of like um, how Kimetsu no Yaiba, when they visualize the, the, the breaths, you see like water coming out and stuff like that. But water's not actually coming out of the sword. It's just that it's the visualization of this is what the form is meant to embody. So yes, in, in yes. this move, it shall embody you flying through the air propelled by your sword as if it was a grappling hook. Yes, it's the purest form of whatever that technique is. And I love it actually because I like uh, Chinese martial arts series because they're so convincing the actors are so convincing even if it's like fantasy even if it's like using your chi or uh, spiritual power to raise rocks from the ground you when they step and pretend to raise rocks from the ground you believe it they look so convinced that rocks are rising that's why i like watching them it's just like it's so nice to see someone convinced in their own stunt acting <laughs> so good it's rare actually i didn't well, notice well, how rare it was until well because yes, yes. since since we work so much with wires we're very good at suspending disbelief Thanks. You know, I'm actually surprised more Japanese stuff didn't make it in. Because I actually like a lot of Japanese martial arts movies too. But you have you yeah. have a good you have a good cross section. Yeah, you have lot. Southeast you have Southeast Asia, you have Japan, and then you have the US, and then you have our role mentioned that's Hong Kong cinema, which is, you know, uh Ip Man I think is Hong Kong cinema. So yeah. Uh, a little bit different from because for me, like main mainland China Chinese would be Wuxia. And then, like, Hong Kong cinema is a different thing entirely. Although, if we were going to talk about the mainland Chinese version of Ip Man, it's Grandmasters, which is yeah, also yeah, yeah. beautiful. But it's also about um, Wing Chun. So it does still kind of make it slightly agended. So it would still be an honorable mention. <laughs> you know, people assume if you're Chinese that, like, you know martial arts, no. <laughs> but I Yeah, my parents had a friend who is Filipino. Mm-hmm. who went to uh, Russia, I think, and they told him that where he lived was kind of dangerous. But mm-hmm. he wondered why no matter what, people would cross the street when they saw him coming until somebody came over and asked him to teach them martial arts and he realized that they <laughs> thought he was Chinese and assumed all Chinese uh, were like Jackie Chan. And uh, yeah, that's 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 it. <laughs> Uh, it was fun it was hilarious I mean, I mean it's useful but also it is useful uh, okay <laughs> the only martial art I know is the art of running away which is a martial art that is no, a no, good that is that no is there is there is a legit thing. martial art about running away though isn't isn't that essentially parkour <laughs> parkour is not a martial art it's not oh. is it 
I, th- I thought it's, I think it's considered one sort of, let me martial go. arts. Time to Wikipedia. Let's check. Parkour. <laughs> Is parkour a martial art? <laughs> it's a training discipline. It's not a martial art. It's considered a training discipline. But technically, it is a a training discipline developed from military obstacle course training. So essentially, it is a martial art because it is a fighting art, part of a fighting art, of military origin. Military obstacle courses are not martial arts, but But in high and low, mm -hmm. the the rude boy guy. Fighters parkour. No, because yeah, the thing is, the ancestor art of parkour is Asian martial arts. It's considered like the big umbrella of different styles because part of, um, at least in, uh, if you watch wuxia films, part of the art of wuxia is also how to run away or run towards your opponent, and then the wires lift you. So parkour is how Goodness. to parkour is how to run as if you have wire, but you don't. That have is wire. a Pretty good Makes description sense. of parkour. My name is F. <laughs> My name is E. And hey. And hey. You know, you know what? what? You uh, you can be a martial artist too. Just run away stylishly. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>